You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a show with adult themes, run by adults, for adults. Please do not have your children listen to this show. It might be beneficial to them in the long run, but please, please wait until they are older. This is one of those things. It's like when you laugh when you're playing bingo and and 069 comes up and you have a chuckle and your mom, your kitty says, uh, uh, Mommy, Mommy, why, why are you laughing at 069? And the mommy says, uh, when you're older. It's one of those kinds of things. Mommy, Mommy, can I listen to Podcast of Terror? Sure. When you're older. This is a show with adult themes and some childish behavior. A lot of dick jokes. Uh, so please, please, please. Uh, if you want to avoid the swearing, if you want to avoid spoilers for your favorite horror movies, and if you want to avoid really, really lame, petty dick jokes, do not listen to this show. It is not for you. Corey, how often do you wear a shirt? Not as often as you would think. Yeah, it's always nice to cover up your nipples, and maybe your neighbors are complaining because they're hairy. I know you they, like they, wear, you wear shirts when it, we do these shows. That's about it, from what I understand. It's more that I just give off a glare that blinds drivers by. It is hot in California, so I assume that you sweat. There's a there's a slight sheen to you, and the California sun just. Pshh, I don't even sheen. I estevez. <laughs> that that is, if you do not want to estevez in public, we have two places in which you can go. We got two coupon codes to make your life a little cheaper. Uh, you can go visit a uh, frequent guest and friend of the show, Matt Vincent. His his website thehate.com. That's the hviii.com use the coupon code hbg15 for 50 percent off your order maybe you hate him i don't know he's he's kind of a likable guy but if you hate him and you want to go spend your money somewhere else we got this other place go to statusfearmerch.com uh, another uh, sponsor of the show friend of the show he does all our artwork he's a really nice guy he does all the, the art for my band except for the stuff that Corey's wife draws head over to statusfearmerch.com use the coupon code terror get you a little nice discount there Welcome to episode 110, uh, the podcast era production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I'm two inches closer to my camera, and it's kind of freaking mad out, Scott. <laughs> Maybe I'm just ballooning. No, now you look normal, but at first okay. you got here, and it was like, I felt like I was inside of you. Am I turning violet? Do I look like I need to be juiced? <laughs> I mean, if you want, I could... We could get up in there with a, 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 a rectal douche. Yeah, exactly. Juice, juice your butthole. It, it's it's like getting milked in porn, except when you get juiced, it comes out with a color palette of usually red because I've got kidney stones. Oh, boy. <sighs> Joining us this week is a returning <laughs> guest, filmmaker, dealer of our shit, dealer with of our shit. Hey, it's Anthony Rouse. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Donning the signature black smoking jacket, looking dapper as fuck to talk to the internet. And I got the turtleneck. It's turtleneck season now. It's turtleneck season. It is. I don't know how the weather has been by you, but on you on, went to a makeout party and you know it. And you just don't <laughs> want us to see. He's got a big, big old hickey. Uh, <clears throat> no, for I don't know how. So we're recording this on Sunday. So Monday, which was less than one week ago, it was sixty degrees out. And uh, yesterday it was like 10, and we're supposed to get a couple inches of snow tonight. Yeah, we, we, we got snow last night. That's <sighs> fucking stupid. I saw Buffalo yeah. got just butt-fucked with snow today. Yeah. Good old Buffalo. 
So it's been like two months. What are you up to? How are things? Talking to you. You know he's talking to you, Anthony. He's talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I talk oh, to Corey shit. once a week. Why do I give a shit? What All is the life time. Oh, shit. No shortage of, of the Corey uh, conversation. I get a lot of Corey. Yeah. <laughs> I get about eight Too inches much. of Corey every week. Yeah, that's true. That's like three times and a nap in between. Around. It's eight inches around. <laughs> yeah, it's not the last thing you want. The last thing you want is sobriety. Old, old baby arm Scott over there. Seriously, though, what, what, how's it going? You mentioned that you uh, have been shooting shooting movies. Yeah, um, I'm working on something now. It's not a horror film. It's the first one horror, non-horror film that I've directed. So I'm doing a, a, a Christmas film, and it's kind of like, it's like a cross between A Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. So oh, here, so I thought you were shooting a, here I thought you were shooting a Christmas horror story. Well, well, I couldn't stay away, so I'm doing. I'm I'm doing like a. There's like a short film that opens the short film, and that's a horror <laughs> so, film. So there's a short that opens a short. Short, a short like a two minute a two minute thing that opens. But how the, long? How long is the short that the short is opening for? The short, the short being opened is two minutes, and the short that it's opening for is ten minutes long. So it's not like the frozen opening that's happening during Coco right now that everybody complained about, and so no. they had to remove it because it was a twenty fucking minute short about no. Olaf, and everybody's like, "Can we get on with the fucking movie? I didn't come here to hear the goddamn Frozen songs again." Whoa, 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 whoa! <clears throat> I want to hear the Frozen songs on repeat. I know you do. I'm lying. I've I <laughs> still have yet to see the movie, and I'd like to keep it that way. Coco? Oh, it was really good. No, not Coco. Frozen. Oh. Oh, Frozen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard Coco is good, not not yes. only from you. Uh, but Frozen is just, yeah, I have no interest in it. I don't have children. I don't need <laughs> and, I don't have children, so I want to see the other children's movie from Pixar. Um, first of all, I, I, I like a lot of the Pixar stuff. I haven't seen Frozen either. Um, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have any issues with it, other than the fact that it just blew up so big. That I think we're all kind of a little bit led to believe that it's crap, even though it's it it's probably just that it's so good. That's why kids love it and all identify with it and want to watch it all the time. And it's just parents who are frustrated, like anything that you have on repeat. When I was uh, still living in Michigan, my little brother was addicted at at the time of his like very young life. I uh, was addicted to Mary Poppins and would just as soon as Mary Poppins is over, rewind, play it over again. Uh, my ex's kid, when we were together. He was addicted to Batman and Robin, the Joel Schumacher, George Clooney Batman film, which is, of course, the the epitome of Batman movies. Right. Uh, he watched it all the goddamn time and uh, like Mary Poppins a lot. But after the fifth time watching it, it's just as bad as Batman and Robin <laughs> because you just you can't handle any more of that. It's just it's tough because kids like things on repeat. Right. And well, like, and I'm one of those people, I'm from the generation that's like, you know, Disney can do no wrong. Disney's perfect. Disney is a not for profit organization. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit biased on that. But yeah, when I was a kid, it was the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. All the time. And I, I had the, I had the Wizard of Oz. Uh, I had an eight track of the movie. So it was like the soundtrack, but it had interspersed the, the scenes of it, of them talking and everything too. So I would listen to that a lot of time. 
Uh, Little Orphan Annie was another one. The the one live show was before they had the movie. Right. Um, I had the live recording, and I listened to that on a trip up to uh, my aunt's cabin. And my dad, by the time we got halfway through the weekend, was like, I'm going to put your fucking eight track player in the lake. And I'm going to ask if you were holding on to it later, because at that moment, I'm not going to care. It was just it was too much. But my wife now, I come in and she's walk, watching the same goddamn movies. When I was walking in the room, I decided to put on Step Brothers for her because I knew she, she walks in. Yeah. That's what she's going to have on anyways. So <gasps> I I can't imagine that there's a week that goes by that I don't see Step Brothers, Poltergeist, or one of a, a half dozen other movies that are just her regular staple of like always on. Step Brothers. So my wife is my wife is six years old. <laughs> Um, your wife's not really six years old. I don't want someone to hear this and think the wrong thing. You've enslaved, <sighs> you've enslaved a child to be your wife, your legal property. Yeah, I mean, I'm not running for election anytime soon, so I can trade down <laughs> uh, when I when I go for it. <laughs> oh boy! Oh gosh! I was gonna say something at some point and I forgot because because yeah. I ranted. No, no, just because I have a very short attention span. You're cute, though. <laughs> Why do you think so? I do. What but I saw Anthony's uh, trailer for his new Christmas movie. Uh, it got me right in the feels. Uh, the 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 mix of of the Good. scenes and the description. It it looks like it's going to be uh, an emotional watch. And and I I love that our expectation of you is horror stuff because that's how we, we found you and that's how we met you. And, and certainly that's, that's a big part of, of who you are as a, as a creator. But I love that you will not just do that. Um, because that's the thing is, as an artist, you right now, especially you get to chase the things that matter to you, not just stick yourself into to one thing. And like, that's the expectations are nice, especially when people say, Oh, we need a horror director. Oh, well, we can grab Anthony because he knows this stuff backwards and forwards. It's like, yeah, but what if we need a director for a Hallmark movie? You know, right? That's that sounds perfectly valid. Yeah, and it's um the reason I well the reason I the main reason I um I brought it up is because the movie that we're talking about is Black Christmas, and Bob Clark, the director of that, also did um porn, a Christmas story. Oh yes. So, <laughs> porn too. Everyone did porn. But um, but yeah. Uh, actually, just speaking of a Christmas story, we know that one of the kids from that did go on to being, and it strangely enough, it's the kid who had his tongue tongue stuck to the pole half the time. So really, hey, oh yeah. So and, uh, your the, mention the, of porn reminded me of what I was going to say. So there the, we go. The guy, yeah, right. The guy who wrote the uh, song "Let It Go" also wrote "The Internet Is for Pornography." Oh, from Avenue Avenue Q. Yep. Yeah, that is a great little. I would love to see that live. That's a great show. But the, but just the music from it is excellent. Oh yeah. <sighs> I like pornography. I like Broadway shows. What did that say about me? I'd like to see a Broadway <laughs> pornography. Oh, is that a thing we could do? I, <laughs> I don't. I would wonder. I would not want to sit up close because I'd feel like I'd be in the Gallagher splash zone. <laughs> you have to wear the fucking yeah, <laughs> the raincoat. Yeah, they give you a raincoat. <laughs> Watch out for Act Three. She's a squirter. Yep. 
It's Vag-O-Matic. Uh, oh. So, oh. By the way, squirting, mostly pee. It's true. It's true. <sighs> Sorry to ruin your illusions, people. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just fucking strange. Every time I hear about... <laughs> People and and like Breitbart and stuff saying things like he's a he's a cook and everything. I'm like those are those are men who believe that pornography is real. It just like how am I supposed to take your article seriously? I had delivered pizzas for a while. Not a true story. I delivered chicken wings, and I'd always just show up and be like, and the music. Yeah, because if they sent you out with a pizza, that pizza wasn't showing up anywhere. Fuck no. Yeah. Uh, I I had chicken wings a few minutes ago. Oh my god, I love chicken so much. So good. <sighs> now I want chicken wings. You have chickens in your backyard right now, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I can't eat them. Oh, okay. They're not like meat chickens. They are egg chickens. <laughs> I mean, they technically are meat chickens. You could. Yeah, but them. it's, yeah, the meat's not very good. Ever, no. Like a couch you're not allowed it, to sit on. What? Why, <sighs> why are Ridiculous. chickens on a couch? Well, I'm, uh, I don't know. Is it the casting couch? Is it that black couch yes. in pornographies? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, August Ames. Uh, wait, no, wait. it just like never mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. You have chickens that you're not allowed to eat. It's like having furniture that you're not allowed to use, or oh, a room that you're, oh, you're kept oh, out of. Okay. That makes sense. It's not that I'm not allowed to eat them, but if I eat them, then they stop laying eggs, and I want to eat their eggs. Well, yeah, that's always tough. Learn how to lay an egg, Matt, and you're good. Oh my god, I lay an egg two, three times a day. Oh. It's just poop. <laughs> it, I mean, essentially, you shit out the the soft insides of a chicken. It's kind of like laying an egg, except without the shell. Well, yeah, and then there's also the soft insides of pizza and the soft insides of chips and the soft insides Sounds of Sounds delicious. <laughs> Why are we not eating crap? I'm going <laughs> to eat my own feces next time. That's where all the best stuff is. <laughs> Roll it up into a ball and deep fry it. I'm going to air fry it because I'm trying to be healthy. Let me get on that. That's the... That's the Star Trek <laughs> matter thing I'm looking for. Is uh, this is what happens when we record later than normal to pass my bedtime? Uh, Ashley suggesting human centipede. Oh boy! Wait, what? You want to watch <laughs> human centipede? Oh, oh, oh! No, she's saying it. Yeah. I, I remember a meme from a few years ago, which was the human centipede, and it was all festive, and it said there's no way, no wrong way to eat a Reese's. That's true. I remember that, too. <sighs> so good. Uh, uh, it made me really hungry for a Reese's in a way that I cannot feel good about myself. So if I eat my own poop, am I like a one a one person human centipede? Yeah, or you're, you're Kevin Costner in Waterworld, where he drank his I own really urine. I really that movie. Why? I, it's Why not like, is that I don't okay? Think it's like a good story. I just it, it was entertaining. He's got gills, and I always wanted gills. And it's probably really not a good movie. I also have not seen it in a very long time. I think is it's it just so you can pleasure men in hot tubs that you want gills. Why? <laughs> well, there's really no easy way to breathe underwater with a dick in your mouth. So I need gills. That's go, true. I'm gonna find someone to surgically implant gills in me so I can suck dick underwater. Be invited to every party. Yeah, I was like, uh, neither of you are disagreeing with my logic and, here. And water park. Yeah, just in general. That's how the creature from the Black Lagoon did it. Yeah. I didn't know that the creature from the Black Lagoon was given given knobbers down there. Uh, yeah. 
Wow. Is that the new Shape of Water movie by Guillermo del Toro? I'm so excited. I, I am so I haven't seen it yet because I've been waiting for someone to see it. I'm the biggest Guillermo del Toro fan. It looks I, excellent. I saw the Guillermo del Toro uh, te- tequila in a liquor store here. Yeah, he um. Oh God, if, if, if you watch the commercial for it, it's he directed the commercial. Yeah, and it's the it's the coolest thing. <laughs> so part of him, I think it, he needs to be stopped a little bit. I've so never been Nazi, so, Nazi I've never kills been a little so girl involved. with monsters all around, and then he reaches for some a bottle of tequila. Off the <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Exactly. I don't know. I don't drink tequila because it makes me angry. Um, but paying like, I think it was four hundred dollars for the the box and the, the bottle doesn't seem worth it to me. I don't drink tequila because it makes me feel like I'm drinking tequila. nail polish remover. I'll tell I you can't. what, though. I drank Ron Ron juice yesterday. If you watch Jersey Shore, this will make more sense to you. But I watched Jersey Shore and drank Ron Ron juice yesterday. And holy fucking shit, man. If you want to drink like sugar booze, that's the way to go. It's watermelon juice, cranberry juice, maraschino cherries, and vodka. And then you blend it with ice. Wow. <laughs> yeah it's just sugary and sweet and then i got i got gut rotten had to switch to beer like a man we had our holiday party for work last night and i brought aaron and she had something called a holiday sangria and then she had four more glasses of holiday sangria oh. and aaron was a little fucked up <laughs> and hung over when she was going to work today and I love my wife a lot. I absolutely do. But there is nothing more fun than driving home with my wife when she's had her drink on and just the conversations that flow that I am not a part of. And it it just how the how it happens. And I just enjoy it. I wish I recorded it. And she was I was playing some Robbie Williams swing album and he was doing a swing version of If I Only Had a Brain. But on the on the radio, it showed if I only had a bra. And so Aaron decided to rewrite uh, the song oh. if I only had a brain. And she starts out with if my dick was a little bigger and I had to stop her right then. I said, baby, there is no way in shit that you can come up with a rhyme. I don't trust your your free flow and skills to come up a rhyme with bigger that isn't going to make me really mad at you and push you out into Harlem. So she's like. No, I would have done. Uh, oh no, you're right. She's like, "Yep, I heard it in my head." There's nothing else I could have done. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can't freestyle. You can't freestyle off that word. Wow. Oh. On that note, since we're getting flack in the chat for it, what uh, what you drinking, guys? Me first. Yeah, you have to go first always. Okay, um, <clears throat> I'm doing rum and coke. In nice. a red in a red solo cup because I didn't do dishes. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. What you need to do is you got to get. I have this. It's it's just full of water right now, but it's like a big double wall solo cup. You just can reuse it. Yeah, oh, and it's sweet. like 32 ounces. So it defeats the whole point of the solo cup of not having to do dishes. Now you have a solo cup you have to fucking wash. <laughs> well, kind of. And try to hold on to it at a party so that someone else doesn't take off with it. But the majority of the time, I only drink water out of it because it's massive it's like a 32 ounce cup i always yeah. drink beer out of a glass because i'm classy <laughs> pinky out yeah pinky out. Corey, yeah, what, what are you doing what are you, what are you, put, uh, what are you am, putting in your mouth 
It's just fucking iced tea, man. I my throat's a little scratchy. I didn't use my breathing machine last night, and the fucking heater's been running to the house, so it's dry in here. Then I'm probably catching uh, cold. How hot is it out there? Oh, it's been uh, it it's getting up into the mid 60s in the day, but it's going mm-hmm. down to the low 30s in the evening. Okay, so, I, so I, I just wanted to make sure it's like it realistic that you have your heater on. Yeah, fine. You win that. You win that round. And and Aaron told me to sleep on the couch last night because her her butt was being questionable. <laughs> yep, I know how which, that goes. Which means it would have been a lot warmer in bed. But uh, yeah. you may have choked to death. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> Hold on. So Growly's asking how a solo cup is used. I don't know if he's making a joke. And I'm it's just going directly over my head, or if he's I don't know, maybe solo cups aren't a thing there. Do you not have solo cups in your in your homeland, Growly? Now we wait a couple minutes. While while we're waiting, uh I'm drinking it's French. The entire fucking bottle is in French. And I it's a lambic. Oud it looks like it says Jizz Boon. Yep. yep, old old Jizz Boon. It's it's Boon's Jizz. Uh, it's it's a 2012. <laughs> it's not the, a nice vintage. It's kind of gross. The, the Jizz of Frontiersman Daniel Boon. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Is that what this says? I don't know. It's not pasteurized seed. Man, and you can it's... use it to kill a bar when you're only three. <laughs> uh, oh, it's best before the end of 2034. Best before the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't plan to live till 2034, so if I want to drink it. Huh. I'll be damned. Well, so that's a thing. Uh, this is the part where we read the thing that we were supposed to read 15 minutes ago. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, and subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. Chat with us on our Slack channel during our shows, gncast.com slash sign up. While you're there, subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, in answer to the earlier statement, uh, nope, there's nothing close to a red solo cup. So in, in it is essentially the world. a plastic <clears throat> disposable cup that is popular at college parties because you can buy, yeah, Anthony's holding his up, but you can buy like a hundred of them for like five bucks. Now you probably can't, and, and this is only for the visual. Uh, I've got a Dixie cup. Yeah, it, it's a Showing coaster up. that we made for our old podcast, the D20, uh, that was at the D20.net. And in the first episode, I made some sort of statement about thank you, Dixie Cup, uh, about the state of my life, I think. And I said, and here I am masturbating in a corner. Thank you, Dixie Cup. And that became our first product on our web store at that point. So I don't even know if they're available anymore, but it does have a red solo cup on it because Dixie Cups are not as photogenic, I guess. Yeah, I'm like solo. Oh, man, I don't. Th- I I can't remember like what happened. Like solo made cups, and then they made red ones, and they blew up, and now like red solo cup is like a registered trademark. Like yep. this this big ass double wall one is like a registered solo item, and there it wasn't fucking cheap, but I get my use out of it. What would the world be without red solo cups? Uh, probably on the floor looking up spilled beer. 
Yeah, it's not like, no, like not just we are cups. with like, red solo cups. I have broke many a red solo cup. Like I would you squeeze it. We would have never heard snaps. that lovely little jaunty tune by Anna Kendrick, and uh, at every fucking commercial for Pitch Perfect and its sequels, we'd we'd never hear that song. What's uh, that? When I'm gone. Oh, I don't know that one. It's probably oh. a good thing. It's adorable. She did a little video. I say a little video because um, I'm demeaning all of her talents. Oh, good. Uh, she she did a music video for it, and then they used the song in the Pitch Perfect movie. But in the in the video for the song, she's doing something with solo cups where she's like flipping them over and banging them and stuff. And it's the percussion. Oh, she for she, the. Oh, I the thought song. she was playing flip cup. I was really good at that game. Never knew why. It, it's sort of flip cup except musically. And it's really good, and she's really awesome. But I, of course, am a man talking about her on the internet, so I'm being completely disrespectful. Uh, Growly, the solo cups are pretty much the same. They're just red. and Yeah, but if you squeeze it too hard, you will just destroy it. They're not made for, like... They're made for speed, not comfort. If that even makes sense. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> the last time that I got... So drunk that I regretted everything about my life. Oh, I can't wait for those. It was, it was definitely Red Solo Cup night. Uh, someone made uh, Jungle Juice. Oh, boy. And, and <laughs> in the Jungle Juice, this is like, I'd never had Jungle Juice before as it was. Uh, and I think I started with the Solo Cup and then somebody moved me up to a giant um, <laughs> fucking cup from a Big Gulp. But uh, so the Jungle Juice had fruit in it and the fruit had soaked in vodka for about 48 hours before they put it into the jungle juice yep. and made everything else. Yep. So I was going slow, but then I was drinking the juice and something slipped down my throat that had the consistency of a soft boiled egg. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just drink? And this is before there was American pie. So I didn't know anything about Stifler's issues. Um, and I said, the fuck did I just eat in my drink? And my friend said, did you eat the fruit? And I said, I don't have any fucking idea. And he raises up his hand and he stops everybody in the party. He goes, guys, what is the one rule of the jungle juice? And everybody in unison says, don't eat the fruit. And I'm like, I ate the fruit. And I think it was like a key lime. And I'm already allergic to citrus as it is. So, yeah, I am now, I've got uh, alcohol poisoning, uh, some sort of food poisoning, and then someone said, here, wash it down with some hot damn. So I felt oh. fucking miserable. It's one of those weekends where you spend it sleeping in front of your toilet or anything that's cold. Like My, my stepbrother had a waterbed that was not plugged in at all and had no sheets or anything on it, so it was fucking freezing in Michigan. It was perfect but that's when i could make it to another room like and then so after 24 hours goes by you wake up and you eat pizza yep but that was that's the last and the only time that i've had like regret of that level like i've never had a hangover i've definitely gotten drunk enough to pass out and uh roll into bonfires um and then your friends of course try to help you so they put you back up at the top of the hill where you then roll down to the bonfire again um but never something like that. That was the worst feeling I ever had. And yet didn't actually contribute to me giving up alcohol. It was a few years later. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I didn't eat fruit for a long fucking time. It's a great, <laughs> great, great story. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember. God damn, I remember Jungle Juice. and I assume Jungle Juice and WAP are the same thing to you. I don't recognize that one. Oh, WAP? Well, WAP, WAPatui? It's, it's essentially the same thing as Jungle Juice, from my understanding, where you just dump everything into a fucking bucket. Just sounds racist as fuck. And then you drink, you drink, you drink the concoction out of the bucket. The first time I had jungle juice, it was like someone's recipe. And every time I went to WAP parties, it was like we have nine bottles of this and a bunch of juice, and we just dump it in. But I always ate the fruit. Yeah, because I like fruit. I, I guess if you're if you're the one who can handle it, it and well, and that's the thing. I, I don't think I'm the only one, but I was definitely the one who who everybody talked about after that. The few times I had ate the fruit, I was I was sleeping on the garage floor. Yeah. So that yeah. is a thing. Cold, motionless, just let me lay here and, and die. <laughs> it was in the middle of summer, so it wasn't bad. It was in June because uh, we partied for Flag Day in high school. Because the National Flag Day Museum is in <laughs> Wisconsin. This was a Halloween party. See, it's a little too cold, potentially. It's potentially too cold to be like sleeping in questionable places. Although in summer, it's potentially too hot to sleep in questionable places. The most questionable place you can sleep is next to a toilet anyways. Um, so I don't feel like anything beyond that was going to be any worse than what I was already doing. Especially living with my my stepbrother, my stepfather, who I know don't have a lot of care about AIM. Oh, okay. So now that you said it, I got to tell you this story. So we moved back in May and uh, in one of the bathrooms, there's like a light. There's, okay, so you walk into the bathroom, there's a sink uh, and a light above it, and there's like a big cabinet, and the cabinet blocks 90% of the light to the toilet, okay? So fast forward, I'm finishing the bathroom in the basement uh, with a buddy of mine, and we were like, in, in connecting the pecs in the basement that runs to the toilet upstairs, the toilet upstairs had like a, a straight, solid supply hose, so when we were, <laughs> when we were jiggling it, it bent it, so when we turned the water back on, the supply hose, it was pouring out, and it was on the floor, okay? So when I went to clean it up, I was using my phone for the light to see, make sure I got all the water. Well, as I turned my flashlight on, and I have my face between the wall and the toilet, I look at the toilet, and the whole side of the fucking thing is, like, yellow. Oof. And then I look over to the wall, and the wall is fucking yellow. <laughs> so whoever... In the family that we bought this house from, just pissed on the wall, and then it sprayed on the toilet. And my face was like six inches away. <laughs> yeah, and, and it you're was just like, let the fresh water walk. come out and cleanse me, Lord. I just, <laughs> I just got the bottle of Lysol and just went to town. I'm like, this is so gross. I just would have burned it with a fire. Well, it didn't <laughs> surprise me because the people were gross as fuck. Like all, every drawer had hair in it when we moved in. <laughs> like, how are you people so gross and and like the the day before we moved in she's like oh i'm just cleaning out the fridge and i got here and i had to clean the fridge again like we have different <sighs> ideas of clean yeah so you know that my my pipes were clogged uh recently like i as uh, plumbing pipes not as penis pipes <laughs> those are clogged too but that's another issue yeah, yeah. uh so i had i had used a, a snake and gotten the the shower to drain because it was it was going but it was going really slow and then the kitchen sink started having a problem. And so some friends came and rescued me and they got a, one of those professional electric 
auger things and plugged it in and, and did the the main drain at the front of the house and the way the one at the side of the house by where the kitchen is. And so the kitchen one's working again. The uh, washing machine is no longer shooting up water when it's trying to run. And so for a couple of days there, it's okay. But then the the shower starts running slow again. I'm like, well, what in the motherfuck? So I, I finally snake it. Well, I open up the, the tap one time and I pull out what was looked like a little shrunken head full of hair um, that was right in the at, at the top there. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that that might be it. And the next day I take a shower and I'm standing in water. I'm like, well, no, I guess that wasn't it. So I pull out what is the human head size of of hair. And, you know, it's it's kind of like when you drink some spoiled milk and then you want your friends to drink the spoiled milk, too, because you can't be the only one dealing with that shit. And it's like, no, try this. No, I don't want to try that. No, you got to fucking try it. I tried it. Now you try it. No, I'm not that fucking stupid. You're the dumbass. Um, so now I've got this giant bowling ball of hair that I just pulled out of my drain. And of course, I have to show it to my wife. Not just because it's gross, and it really is, but because I'm trying to get a feel and I don't want to take all the blame myself. Like, how much of this hair is brown and how much of this hair is blue? Because if it's more blue than brown, bitch, that's your fault. And next time you're snaking <laughs> the fucking dream and not me. No, you're going to have to snake it anyways. Yeah. <sighs> all that goes. Every like week or so, I will just... So fucking gross. But I'll notice like uh, a hair film has formed over the drain and i'll just like take my foot and drag it out and then yeah I, just put I it tried, inside i tried like leaving it there as a hint to be like hey this is yours you should pick it up and then finally one day she's like if you fucking leave a lot of hair not <laughs> like one more time i'm gonna fucking kill you and i'm like or you could pick it up so now i just don't do it because i don't want to get murdered does she take it the garbage no right she see that's the thing my wife doesn't take out the garbage and i'm like you gotta pick something you yeah. know i mm-hmm. i do the cat boxes i take out the trash i do the lion's share of the the dishes and everything i she's leaving today she's like it'd be really great if you wash the towels it'd be fucking great if you wash a goddamn towel too but all right yeah so i wash the towels yeah just no, yeah. But pick pick something just one one thing just make it yours yeah i uh um what the fuck I asked her to do something, and it was like literally like, "Hey, on your way home, can you just stop at this liquor store <laughs> and sign up to win a bottle of Pappy for me?" And all she said was, "Do I have to?" And I'm oh. like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, you know what? Just forget it." I was like, "Motherfucker!" <sighs> in every other way uh, in my life, uh, I am the luckiest son of a bitch in the world that oh, yeah, yeah, I have my wife, but. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down some shit when I'm always picking up her towels and hanging them up so they don't get fucking mold on them, and and the other stuff that I do. It's it's like she she never doesn't appreciate it, but they're certainly like, oh, I don't really feel up to to going to the store to get stuff to make dinner tonight. Um, can you pick up? No, I'll just I'll just eat crap. Well, no, I still wanted to eat something. I just didn't want to have to do it. But now that I'm not doing it, it's just not gonna get done. All right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there was. Yeah, oh, we could, I can complain about petty shit all day, but and it uh, is it's the pettiest it's, shit. It it really is, and, and my thing is is like you know what if all I have to complain about is like picking up socks, like right, it's not that bad. I don't have to worry about her and like going and banging twelve dudes or something. 
I mean, Center at least the those dudes aren't players. leaving socks all over your floor. That's the important thing. I know. They're not jizzing everywhere either. Well, they could have been peeing on the side of your toilet. Oh, that's where it came from. <laughs> we have so many bathrooms in this house. You'd think that they would spread it out, piss on all the toilets instead of just one. No, usually it's just on your drinking glasses. When you when you were talking about your story about it's not really well lit, I was afraid that you had somehow discovered like a black light feature on your phone, and so you oh. turn that on and you just. Well, oh. I'm I'm currently sitting in what was their teenage boy's bedroom. Oh God! So, but we painted. The walls. I mean, you painted. We painted. But you probably did too. Well, we painted and we took out the carpet, so the floor like there's really, unless there's jizz on the ceiling. Which is oh, what a feeling. Uh, <laughs> Jizzing on the ceiling. <sighs> when I was 16, I painted my room black. Oh, God. Here we go again. I, no, I somehow convinced my my uh, my mom and my grandmother to let me paint my room black. But then in my room, we did murals that were all in chalk and then uh, some fluorescent paints and stuff. So the only two lights I had in my room for a long time was I had a red light. Uh, and if I didn't have that on, I would have a black light on. So, yeah, I guess it's it's... It was kind of like taking my life in my own hands as if I was going to have people over and have the black light on. And, uh, just... uh, um, Growly's Can asking I sit about outside? Dro- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut off your story. No, that's okay. Okay, it probably sucked anyways. So Growly's asking about dropping towels on the floor. I do not. When I get out of the shower, I do the floss method to make sure that my b-hole is nice and dry. And then I hang the <laughs> towel on uh, like the towel bar on the, the, the shower door. What? Is there a way to save the towel when you floss your asshole with it? Like, well, at least it'll be good and dry and have flecks of my shit on it. <laughs> Why? I'm, that's what it, it, the towel. Don't leave my wet shit stained towel on the floor. That's nasty. Yeah, I don't want to get. Hang that shit up so I think <laughs> that it's clean enough to use later <laughs> on my face and other. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, we're talking about a freshly cleaned b-hole here. How freshly cleaned is it? Are you using a spigot up your ass? Nope. Are you? I soap up. I soap up my hand real good, and I just chainsaw my asshole right. to get her clean. <sighs> you know. What, now man? I understand why you have a bloody chainsaw on your <laughs> you tattoo just, on your back. You can't. You can't start the day until your butthole's clean. No, I, I agree. I, I certainly. <laughs> I don't. You're talking to a guy who doesn't believe in toilet paper. Wait, what? You know. Wait, wait, I, wait, I don't what? believe. In- how do you, how do you wipe your ass, buddy? I use wipes. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. I, I hear. I thought you were gonna tell me about how you need. His like butthole a... does get clean. He just doesn't use toilet paper. <laughs> I, oh, I, I assume it was a bidet. That's what I do. I come over and I grab your towel and I just shove that up my asshole for ten minutes. Hey man, it's an IKEA towel, so you know it's quality. Um, no, I, I've, I've tried to explain this to somebody before. I'm like, you don't wash your face with a dry washcloth, and your face isn't covered with shit. What is dry toilet paper going to do for you? I it's going to leave fucking flecks of paper in your ass. I usually do 90% of the wiping with dry, and then I clean her up with a, a wipe. Yeah. I, I See, I, I thought maybe it should be the reverse, because you don't want your asshole too moist. Or you I want your asshole really moist. So that you it can dry it off what you're doing and, and hang up your towel. Yeah. Uh, but we went, to, we went to Cancun. Aaron went a trip to Cancun once, and they had a bidet there. And and we could and not it, get ourselves. Weirdo. We couldn't do it. We just uh, couldn't. She washed her feet in it. Uh, <laughs> we went out to the beach. 
she came back and she's oh. like, I got sand all over my feet. And she washed them in the bidet. <laughs> Yay! Oh, Jesus. I have a, a friend of mine has a bidet. Like, he bought a bidet attachment for his toilet and he swears by it. I'm like, you know what? There's just... It's too weird, man. Because you still got to go in there and dry it out. Well, and it, one, you really got to work your ass around to get aimed right. And second of all, what kind of jet are we talking about? Because I always think about the old Tim Allen comedy where he was like, I, I fucking, I, I amped that shit up and now it shoots out 30 gallons per second. And just like, I want to, I want a bidet that's going to shoot me into the next fucking floor. <laughs> Fire hose. Jesus. That, that's where you get weird butthole fetish stuff. It just like what are you why are you crying? I'm not crying. I was just washing my asshole out. You're gonna sit on a fire hose? Yeah. Uh, I support that decision. You're just like the guy in UHF. Yeah, you get to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> no? Drink it in. Yeah. Um why are we here? Well, we're talking about buttholes. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna Growley's talking about the crimp the crimp method. And I'm trying to figure out how he does this. Like, so he like folds a piece of paper, stands up, and then just kind of like does a dance to wipe his ass. You just walk around with mud butt all day. Mud, yeah, you could do. Oh, dude, that's the worst. Like, if, oh no, 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 soggy asshole is the worst. So if uh, w- once we answer that question, we can talk about our movie. So we're gonna sit here in silence. Not really. I'm gonna try and like drag this one out until he answers. <sighs> Which I thought he would have done by now. Anyways, Black Christmas, 1974. Oh, oh, here we go. He just gets a good grip on the towel with the cheeks. That's how you pull out butt hair, bud. <laughs> you act like you're starting a, a lawnmower with your ass <laughs> with the towel. Oh, man. That was a, wow. That was an interesting conversation. So Anthony wants to talk about Black Christmas. So we actually have talked about the 2006 remake. Probably accidentally. We, I think we realized afterwards that that was not the one that we were supposed to do. I think originally Black Christmas had been suggested to us by Matt Vincent to do. Yeah, probably. And, and he was probably talking about this version. And we watched the newer version and felt really stupid about it. This this version is a lot more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. There are there are things that I, I see that I wanna I wanna get into about comparisons between them. But this one coming out in nineteen seventy four, first of all, was a precursor to things like Halloween. Like a lot of people believe that Carpenter got a lot of stuff for Halloween from this, and it was actually I guess originally pitched as a sequel to this in some ways, and then he decided to change up to have it be about Halloween instead and, and change some of the other aspects. Uh, also, one thing I read is that this was Steve Martin's favorite movie for a long time, and he saw it 27 times. Jesus. Shouldn't he be? Yeah. I, well, this was in the 70s. Mm, that's true. There was... Uh, who wants to recap it? Which one of you two? We'll give Anthony the opportunity. One, he hasn't talked enough. Uh, he true. apparently doesn't have enough shit stories. So, no. <clears throat> um, too young. Butthole still works. Just wait. Weird. 
give a, just a recap of the film, what yeah. it's about. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, it's a. I mean, depending on how much you want to know about the killer, it's about a, a creepy guy who calls a sorority house. Um. I was it every year and just makes creepy phone calls, and then the sorority group moves into the house, and actually gets snarky back. So he goes on a killing spree and kills all the people living in the sorority house on Christmas. That's the shittiest synopsis ever, but yeah. But it, that's I mean that's really he doesn't all that he doesn't is. just kill them though, right? Because there's a teenage girl that they find uh, when in, they're in the beginning. Their, yeah, they're looking for their yeah. friend, and and when they're dealing with the police and a dumb cop, and I think a dumb cop thing was like a weird trope that happened a lot because I remember that when we watched uh, the town that dreaded sundown, and I watched the original one before we watched the remake. Uh, there was a really stupid cop that was very much like uh, the sheriff and Enos from Dukes of Hazard in it, but he he's he's a killer. We what stands out about this compared to a lot of other movies is that they don't give us any information about who he is. We never find out who this killer is. We assume Billy. who the killer is at at some point, but it's not ever sufficiently done. And that's where, um, when we get into it, I'll talk about some of the comparisons to the remake. If you've already consumed all the great content from Galactic Network and you want, uh, you're still hungering for more podcasts. I need more podcasts. I gotta uh, listen I'm, I'm to Joe them. Listener over here. I just, uh, I, I just love, I just love audio media. Is there a show for Joe Listener? There yes. is. There's two, in fact. If you are a Simpsons fan, you should check out Worst Episode Ever, a Simpsons podcast. That sounds great, but I'm not a Simpsons fan. I love the '90s, but uh, Simpsons well, is in my my pop culture blind spot. If you don't like the Simpsons, so to speak. How about '90s Percentile, oh, which is okay. a show about the '90s, and both of them are hosted by you and me, oh, Dan and Jack I, from I, Wee I, Studios. I don't know why I'm so surprised then? <laughs> why you shouldn't be? Do I do the whole podcast in this voice? Uh, you'll have to check an episode out to find out. Where do I check it out? Uh, we WePodcast.com, of course. W E E Podcast.com. Um, this movie oh, yeah. stars. <clears throat> well, this movie stars Olivia Hussey, <clears throat> who I had seen her Romeo and Juliet a lot when I was a kid. Um, so I had a huge crush on her at that point. It was age appropriate. Uh, we were both like, well, she was probably older than me, actually. Uh, uh, it has Margot Kidder, who's Lois Lane, who is spectacular as a drunk, bitchy person in this and just kind of goes off in the direction that I think we all assume Margot Kidder went off, uh, after Superman three. Uh, Andrea Martin is in this as Phyllis or Phil, and she's the only person who, was Pretend in the, the remake. remake. Yeah, she she takes over as the, the sort of I don't remember the term, like not house the den mother. the house mother for the the girls. And yeah, oh, and the the sheriff is the same one who plays Nancy's dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Except in this one he seems to take the whole thing of the girls getting killed a little bit more seriously than he does. I guess he's just been through it so much by the time that all the the kids are being murdered by some dream person. He's like, no, fuck you guys. It's probably just some asshole calling from inside the house. But that right there is is a big thing about what this movie is. This movie is based off that legend of the the killer is calling from inside the house. Uh, used in The Sitter. Uh, used in... Uh, when a Stranger Calls. When a Stranger Calls and the remakes of that and everything. I... I mean, I was alive when when this was made. I do not recall ever having a time when I could phone 
my own phone number and have it ring like someone else was calling. So either there's a second line inside the home, which seems a little weird because they have the points where, oh, I, I've, you got a phone call. Okay, I'll go take it in the other room. So usually it's like it's one phone number for the whole house and just a whole bunch of different extensions for it. Um, but like that seemed to be a thing that used to be. It was a, a legend of like the person's inside the house that are calling you. And so every time you're answering it, they, that's why they know the conversations that you're having and they know where you are and all that. It's just a little weird because it seems contrived, but maybe it wasn't. I did like the scene where they had they were trying to trace the call and they showed a guy running through what was the phone company. And he he goes and he plugs in uh, an extension to the line to see what it is and, and tests it. And he's like, oh, this is their own goddamn number. You know, it's calling from the same place. So I thought that was neat as a little behind the scenes thing. But otherwise, I was just like, is that really something that happened? Is that something that could happen at that point? I know no phones were fucked up when Margot Kidder is giving her phone number or the phone number of the house to the deputy. She makes fun of him. and She says that the extension, it's fellatio eight seven three two or something and he's he just like what she goes oh yeah it's a new extension fellatio it's fe and then she spells it out for him and then we have this whole scene later on where the other cops are laughing about the fact that the phone phone number says fellatio in it and he just he's i don't i don't know what that means um but okay it it was again a weird thing to just have but i guess that's the point is that phone numbers were very different back then if it wasn't a seven digit number like what you'd expect now uh or with an area code, because that's kind of important at this point. Like, yeah, it's just that whole part seemed difficult to wrap my head around and kind of took me out of it just because it's from such a different time. Uh, it, it would be like, he's calling from inside the house and they've got one of those phones up on the wall that you just kind of like click, click, click to get the operator or you crank it to get it to work or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a little odd. In fact, I think she did click the phone when she was talking to her mom to try to get the thing up louder. So that's the other thing, too, is anytime they're getting obscene calls, they could have just double clicked on the phone line and the operator could have listened into the obscene phone call. Like, why do they need to get the cops involved at all? Yeah. Huh. I never thought about that. I thought, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I... I <clears throat> talking like comparing the this one to the newer one i don't remember the specific phone calls that were in the newer one but i'm fairly certain that they didn't involve him talking about uh juicy cock and and you're you're dropping cunt a lot too yeah. in this which was uh definitely edited out in other countries i was i was surprised when i heard that i'm like did i just hear that right and then he kept saying it again and again i'm like oh i guess i did i guess i did that's Sort of surprising for a 1970s film. Uh, now, I don't know that they did as much with the phone stuff in the new one. It, I don't remember a, a ton of it. But one of the things about what he's doing in this, uh, the character's name is Billy, and he keeps saying stuff to his sister, we presume his sister, Agnes. Uh, but he does voices, so it, it sounds like he's he's doing a man's voice or a woman's voice. He's going back and forth while he's also saying these horrible things to the women. Every time he winds up killing somebody, he has this conversation with Agnes. 
And so you get a feeling that Agnes is someone that he's done something to. Um, in the remake, they introduce Billy's origin. And in Billy's origin, he actually has a sister, Agnes. And then in that one, they're both the killers. Uh, Agnes, and this is one of the things that weirded me out about the new one is as kids, they're played by a boy and a girl, but when they have them as adults and they're in the house, Agnes is played by a guy. And I don't know why that is. And and nothing I can find anywhere on the internet explains why they chose to have a man play this female character. It's either very progressive, which I can totally get behind, or it's just a completely weird choice which seems more like what it is. And seeing some of the things that they said about the choices that were made about the movie, that the director didn't really want, that the uh, <clears throat> Weinstein wanted instead, like them reshooting a whole trailer with added scenes that were never in the film. Um, I, I feel like it was more like just some fucked up shit going on. But at the end of this movie, uh, we we get who we who we are led to think is the killer is killed and then the girl is left alone in the house by all the cops uh while they're they're trying to get the bodies out of there so they just leave her asleep in this room and then we hear what sounds like billy's still talking now since we don't actually see the killer we don't know that he worked alone and the fact is is that the the person uh which was uh olivia hussey's character jessica her boyfriend peter could actually have been one of the killers. It could have been the two of them because he's completely fucked up. There's so many things that don't make sense for him to not have been one of the killers for him to have done. Like he, he does snap. He's mad at her. He's screaming stuff at her. Um, the part of their conversations get repeated by the, the obscene phone call later on. Like you're, you're getting rid of our baby. Like you'd get rid of a wart. Uh, like you'd have a wart removed. But also when he shows up randomly, when she's hiding from the killer in the basement, he shows up outside of the window of the basement. There is no reason for him to have known that she was in there. He can't even really see her, but he's right at that window, banging on it, kicks in that window to come in. Why is he so specifically aware that she is down there? Uh, just because he can't get into the, the house upstairs because those doors are presumably locked. After the killer disappears, he shows up outside the window and is like, hey, I'm coming in to get you. Why does he presume that that's where she is and that's the only way that he can get in? So that feels like maybe there was an Agnes in this. Maybe there was a Billy and an Agnes both, and we just never get the reveal of that. Maybe that's some of the things that they used in the remake that were to try to make sense of that. Uh, or we're just like rumored like, oh, we thought about doing this way. Or we thought about doing this way. And you can take whatever you want and run with it. I know that the director of the remake did talk to the original director who gave it his blessing and said, yeah, you know, go ahead with it and do some new stuff. And that's all great. But I, I, I do think that it's interesting because we don't get a final reveal of the killer. In the remake, they go too far into revealing the killer and giving us a, a close up ending with both of them, but I do wonder if maybe that story had something there of like, it wasn't just one. And that's part of why having mystery continue is important. Well, yeah, if we didn't have a mystery, you and I, we would not be, the three of us would not be having this conversation right now. And that's what I think is so interesting about, about the original. And a reason I don't particularly like the backstory of the remake 
is um we don't know who the killer is we 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 have an idea and we are presented a possibility from the director but not a concrete yeah answer to who the killer is and just even that pan out oh god what's her name? claire is that the character's name the first one who's killed is claire when the camera's panning out at the very end and you see claire with the suffocated bag as he's talking as the camera pans out in the house yeah. oh my gosh that i love i one of the best scenes in a horror film that i've ever seen and that's why yeah, all we ever see the killer is his eye exactly and, and that's why yeah and it's uh, it, like the part at the end where, where jess sees him in the is it the closet and he's like watching her and he's talking to her and you see it it's and then yeah oh god it's such a good scene it's a good movie <laughs> sorry um it's a fucking, but yeah, it's fucking. I don't know. It's weird. I like knowing who my killers are, so I was a little upset that you, they don't tell you. But, but it does give you that that difference of it's the original Halloween versus Rob Zombie's Halloween, where in Rob Zombie's he explains a lot about yeah. Michael, and with the original you don't get all of that explanation of this character. It's it's the mystery. It just adds to the scariness of him, and for many not for everybody that that they feel like that that's part of where rob zombie does the character wrong is by going too much into his family and and utilizing it to show his wife off on screen and not like it's ever bad to see her up on screen but <sighs> she's starting to look weird because they're all stupid <laughs> vegan though <laughs> I, I don't know there's a point in time when when rob zombie doesn't look weird it doesn't matter what he eats uh but he's <laughs> they're still cool it's still absolutely cool. Uh, just just in general. Yeah, yeah but, but you get what I'm saying is like, that's that's the thing is we feel like we have to explain things to the audience now. We have to give them all this extra information. And I, I don't know that that's necessary. I think sometimes the mystery is is more appropriate, especially in, in horror stuff. We follow the, the killer and his twin brother in that Thanksgiving movie that we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it just seemed like even knowing who it was didn't really explain why it was the way it was. It was just ridiculous. It was it was almost stupid. And like uh, I just snapped because I wanted to snap. And uh, my brother's crazy too, but he didn't actually kill anybody. And my mom thinks that I'm cool, even though I'm the son of a bitch who keeps maybe, stabbing people in the face. Maybe his wife left towels on the floor. That's very possible. And he didn't have a nice clean butthole. That's enough to drive any man insane. Well. Uh, so some of the things about this that are quaint are just the little things that are kids singing Christmas carols outside your door for 10 minutes. Uh, and you can see the look on Jessica's face where she just seems like I have to keep standing here and listening and it's all very sweet but can I go back inside now because I feel like I have friends who maybe been murdered just recently and I should probably be getting back to that uh, and, and while they're singing of course someone is being murdered actively upstairs but you can't hear it because there's people singing downstairs that's the other thing is I that was weird I wonder how much sound travels in this house. I know it's a big house because it's a sorority house. But if the guy is calling and screaming through the phone at them, like I feel like when he yells ex expletives at them, 
you could probably hear it coming from upstairs better than you can hear it standing five feet away from the receiver. Like they're all gathered around the phone listening and there is no speakerphone feature on the phone. So they're all just like trying to listen to the little earpiece as a group. I've never had that kind of luck of getting that much sound because if you then right. put the phone up to your ear, you're going to go deaf. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, I, I thought I was getting a phone call, but instead I feel like I just walked out of a Who concert. <laughs> Why the Who? Because I think didn't one of the guys from the Who complain about he got tinnitus because he played his shit so loud? I'm sure a lot of musicians did. <laughs> who are you, Corey? Um, who, 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 who? I well, we are trying to talk about solving a mystery, and it seems like since the Who did every opening for CSI, uh, that that's true. That's very true. They're appropriate. Oh man, I wish I had like a sweet one-liner and some sunglasses right now. <laughs> Yeah, this movie is fucking weird. Did you like it? I didn't hate it. Woo! Uh, like, I liked that it was, like, really creepy and a little bit much. Um, There wasn't really a ton of story, though. You know, it's pretty, like... Which I'm not complaining about. It's just very, like, hey, there's this killer, and he's going after these dumb biddies. Did either of you think that when he was on the phone, he sounded like Reagan from The Exorcist? A little bit. Yes, yeah. exactly I, what I thought. I thought he did the entire. I'm not come over there. <laughs> like the, enti the entire time. That's that's all I could. All I could. No, that, I picked Reagan on the other end of the line. That is a hundred percent accurate. And The Exorcist, what came out in the, the year before that, that seventy three. Right. And then the same year, I think, didn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out that year too? Seventy four. Oh. Seventy-four, October first. Okay. Uh, October first. Did it come out? It com came out after. After Black, Black Christmas Black came Christmas? out. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre was October first, and Black Christmas was December twentieth. Okay. Oh, okay. So Black Christmas came out after. I read something about it coming out in July somewhere, and I'm like, why would you put out a movie called Black Christmas in July? Uh, but that might have been that might have been the following year when they were still trying to aim it around at different places, um, and Same I know that it, it, yeah, it it had uh, Silent Light Silent Night Evil Night was one of the titles that they put it out under because they didn't think Black Christmas was a good selling point for it, uh, and then they wound up changing it back. But then we eventually got Silent Night Deadly Night, which probably stole the thing from it. It's like, didn't Scream steal its title from? From something else. Oh, scary movie. Scary movie stole scary its movie. its title from Scream. Yeah, because it was originally supposed to be called that. Mm. Forgot about that. I liked the performances in this. Uh, I liked the over the top kind of craziness of Margot Kidder's character uh, when she was either when, when she was drunk or when she was just mean she was just a bitch <laughs> all time to to her friends to everybody just in general like i'm gonna make fun of the detective who's supposed to be protecting the lives of of me and my sisters uh yeah i'll just fucking throw fellatio at him not in a way that you'd <laughs> want but uh 
and then the the house mother was also like a anything I can to get get it drunk um and just kept swearing and being inappropriate in front of the dad of of Claire like she had to turn towards him like try to act demure all of a sudden again when she knows that she's not fooling him at all like well please don't look at my peace poster of two people fucking um but they they had the oh let's chase this cat down i i've got a cab waiting outside for me but i'm gonna go up in the attic that this cat should have had to climb a ladder to get up to and just like real fast grab this cat it, it some cliche stuff like maybe it wasn't as cliche then, but it still has that feel yeah. of like, how many times are we going to see this? Cinematically repeated? and story wise, I don't think it holds up incredibly well, but atmosphere wise, like the home, the home video feel to it. I is the one thing that I, I really like and that they can't, they, they haven't been able to recreate in modern horror films. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I I find it hard. I, I don't think it's held up incredibly well, but I, I do like it. I do like it as a film. Yeah, after seeing things like Friday the 13th and Halloween is you expect that moment where they wander through the house and they find the different bodies. Yeah. And and while Jessica's character does find two of them, they never really find Claire or uh, Mrs. whatever her name is. Um, oh, I can't even think of her name now. Mrs. Quave? No, that can't be right. This is something with an H. H, yeah. yeah. I don't see her in the credits, oh, okay. but uh, but they they don't find them. The cops don't even oh. find them. Eh, never mind. Because because when they leave, Claire's still up there. Um, <laughs> so it's a little weird that the cops. Oh, we looked all through the house. What about the attic? Oh, fuck the attic. Nobody would be up there. That's exactly, crazy. Exactly. And I was every. I'm like, oh. Like no, don't worry about it. Dumb cops are the are the downfall of horror films. Absolutely, especially because one of the cops is actively dumb, but then the other cops that keep making fun of him for being such a dumb shit are right there, and they don't do any better. <laughs> but I do feel like at least the deaths in this mattered. Yeah, like the the killers go around killing people in the remake. There was a point where. Uh, Andrew Martin's character gets killed by a falling icicle. Yes. Like we don't see one death in the car. We don't see Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character get killed. We just see like the inside of the car gets splattered with blood. We have no idea how, but uh, the, the house mother walks around and while she's walking around, she looks up and an icicle just falls down and lands in her face. And it's that. So everybody else is getting murdered, but you just got killed because of gravity. All right. Yeah, it's just it's just so random. Um, this wasn't anything like that. Like the the people who were killed, it was all it, we don't really know what happened to the the teenage girl, the why or or how of it. But it seems like she, she definitely gets killed. It's also weird though that we go through the the beginning is we see someone kind of stumbling around and then they crawl up the outside of the house to get up in the attic. But then we have that cliche of someone left the front door open. And so wouldn't it have been one or the other? Like, oh, you guys, you left the front door open. Well, okay, so that's the moment we know that the killer got in. No, we saw the killer crawl up the fucking pipe outside to get up there. So again, I wonder, were there two killers? Uh, Because at that point in time, the boyfriend, uh, Jess's boyfriend, 
Peter wasn't at the party. So he could have gone in there. He could have been a part of it, too. It's it's just strange. And we know that he does go into the house later on and says he took a nap in her bed uh, while he was waiting for her to get there. So he just has access to the house as well. And randomly, like, shows up. Oh, it's okay that I'm coming down the stairs where people are being killed right now. You know, where there's there's definitely a killer in your house. So it, it's... It still feels to me like he was not just suspect for the sense of like a red herring, but he was actually very potentially a part of things. But in that case, is he Billy or is he Agnes? He's are they both Billy? He's Bagnus. They're Billy Loomis. That might be a thing, too. I don't know if maybe the idea of two killers is something that Scream possibly pulled. Just the fact that it was Billy. Seems a little on the nose. Yeah, I don't know. I'm talking wonder, my ass now. I, no, I, I wonder if there like there was ever a sequel planned that was supposed to answer that question, or if they just well, never cared. Well, yeah. Um, Bob Bob Clark w- before John Carpenter made Halloween, John Carpenter loved, I guess, um, Black Christmas, and asked him what he would do for a sequel, and he said that he would have him break out of the mental institution on Halloween and call it Halloween. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. And then, and then, John Carpenter went ahead and did Halloween. Now, at at the time of 1974, did we see a lot of horror movies with horror sequels? Uh, I, I don't think not so. that I not that I know of. No, because because the ones that we always think about are Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Psych- first... When did Psycho Two come out? That was the early 80s. That was the early 80s. Okay. And that was also yeah. with, wasn't that also with um, Olivia from from this movie, Jessica from this movie? She oh, played, I don't. She played the young version of Mrs. Uh, Bates. Mrs. Bates? Mm-hmm. In one of the sequels. I can't remember which one it was, though. Uh, Meg Tilly was, was Mary Loomis in. Psycho 2, that I remember. Psycho 4. Psycho 4? Yep. Yeah, because that's the one That's the one where he's on the radio show confessing everything and talking about it. And it does the right. flashbacks. But um, no, I don't. I can't think of any... any yeah, that, that's the thing is... I mean, aside from the, aside from the Hammer horror films... Right. Which, which with, um, with Christopher Lee, but that's, that's all I can think of. Yeah, and those are, those are closer to like creature feature weirdness right, than, right. than like stalker movies. So yeah, so it would have been kind of a, a big deal then if there had been a sequel to Black Christmas, especially if they made him a holiday killer. Right. If they if they followed around and we, we've got to the eventual inevitable Groundhog's Day. And <laughs> that that seems potentially like, okay, yeah, that, that would have been interesting. So it means though that for all intents and purposes, they probably made this movie and thought that it was just going to ever be this movie. And so that means leaving the questions there. That's what they intended. They were always going to be there. That They weren't going to explain those things out. And that's that's a subtlety that doesn't really exist in, in movies anymore. And kind of stop existing then. We, we get answers in the first Friday the 13th. And then we change the killer in the second one. Uh, and going forward, it just became becomes that killer over and over. But yeah, it was 
getting that that moment of like, oh, okay, so we don't know, and you know, there could be more to this, and there's but, certainly well, more story that we'll never get the answer to. Right, and well, it, the thing, and the thing with Friday the Thirteenth is, had they left it alone with the first movie and ended it with, with um, her being pulled into the lake by the Jason, by the young Jason corpse. Right. I feel like those the the questions that we're asking about Black Christmas would have had a similar effect on Friday the Thirteenth had they left it alone and no sequels, just ended it there. It would have been completely different. But I think sequels really just like okay, we're answering this question, then this question, then this question, then this question until a full story is a, a full. I, sometimes story, sometimes cash cow. It depends on the. Yeah, I don't think anybody could have anticipated how big Friday the 13th was going to blow up and how yeah. it was just going to continue on and on and on. Even Halloween, Carpenter was was the one who was so excited about Halloween 3 being not about Michael Myers or Laurie Strode or any of that. Yeah. Uh, he he thought that was the best move for that franchise. He's like, if we're going to continue on, I want it to be about different horror stories that take place at Halloween. Anything can happen on Halloween. Anything. Right. And I, I love, but it gets a bad rap. People don't like it because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. But I, it's I, also, it feels like the most dated of the movies. Yeah. Uh, it, well, actually, well, I don't feel, know. Halloween it, Resurrection it, it, feels very dated too. It's just more modern dated, but it's Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes and doing a reality ghost hunting show in yeah. the house where Michael Myers killed people. Uh, and and even that to me is better than the we're going to keep playing with the continuity so that so first it's Halloween one and two happen and then we have Halloween four and five and then sort of six that that continue the story but then we have to wipe out the continuity of four five and six to have Halloween H two O make sense and then we kill Jim Lee Curtis uh, at the end of Resurrection but now we're bringing her back and we're going to wipe out everything from two on to make Halloween the first one. And now this new Halloween, whatever it's going to be. And that'll be the only movies that exist. And it's, it's, it seems really shitty. It seems shitty for all of the films that came between all of the, the actors and actresses. Uh, I read an interview that Tori did with uh, Daniel Harris about it and she's, She's absolutely cool about it. And people on the internet are blowing up at her saying, well, she just is upset because she's not in the movie. Well, no, she's I, she's really supportive. She's like, I'll be there first day to see it, just like everybody else, because I'm a fan first. Absolutely. Yeah. But so, like, but like, and then I get. I guess why some people are upset, and I get why some people are upset. You have actors like Donald Pleasance who have been there from the very beginning. Yep. Worked his way through two, four, five, and six worked hard, gave a Shakespearean performance through all the movies, was a great, great actor. And it's I don't think anybody gave a Shakespearean performance in number six, but and, uh, well, <laughs> he did it. He did his best. He did his the, best with the material. Um, and then it's, and then you, and then it's like all for not now. Now well, it's also because every one of these movies is somebody's favorite. Right. You know, I, love, I, I, four is my I love, favorite. What's that? Four is my favorite. Yeah, I love four and five. I I loved that they they did something with Michael Myers that made sense to to go forward with the character when we couldn't have Laurie anymore. Uh, and, and I think Daniel did an impeccable job as that character. And I hated 
that they had someone else play her, um, uh, and then to to just kill the character off in six, um, it felt like just such a waste after what we were building in those first two with that character. I wanted that to to reach a closure. I wanted it to be a trilogy, uh, probably like many people wanted the Laurie Strode thing to to get a third one to finish it off. And I felt like H2O did that. It just it had to shit on the the stuff before it to make that happen. But then to do it again is, is just really weird to me. It's not like we're relaunching the whole series. It's we're we're just fixing what we see as being broken about the series to give our own bookends. But yeah, you've had a person who already got to do that in the movie again. You know, it's 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 just a weird thing to take. Um, but if the end result is a great film, then I'm going to enjoy the great film. I'll just give it a lower score because of what it's done. <laughs> wow. Corey's butthurt. I'm not butthurt so much as I just... <sighs> I mean, we're talking, to somebody... we're talking to somebody who makes content, you know, and as a person who makes content, I, I respect that and and look forward to that more than I look forward to constant remakes and retellings of the same things over and over again because it's lost the ability to be something original and it's just a, an intellectual property that someone can bank on because of the name. You know, I I, yeah. I think that there's there's more to be said for having something new to look forward to and, and putting work into creating something original than there is to just do the same thing over and over again and keep getting diminishing returns on it. Yeah, but money. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing is, the money. Yeah, and and it's it's probably it's it's because of the the audience. The audience would rather go look at something that is familiar, uh, than look at something that's new. And I worry that people are going to skip on seeing something like The Shape of Water, uh, or other new things, and instead go see something that has. Chucky is part of it or Halloween is part of it or a remake of it, which I love. I love that remake of it. Uh, but it is still something that had already existed in film once. And, and I don't count it for the fact that it was a book first. I think adaptation is one thing, but doing it as a film after it already, you can go buy the DVDs of the original miniseries. It, it does lose the fact that we've seen it. We just are seeing a much better and updated version but at some point you just got to let it go and let it exist as it is yeah well like, like Disney... we... go ahead yeah. well, no no i i was literally about to say exactly what i think you're you were about to say is that disney disney you know adapts these dark fairy tales and makes it you know kid friendly but like i have an idea for pinocchio that i've been wanting to do for a long time i can't do it but i want to do it hopefully down the road and you know my and my adaptation, there are you know children who, when transformed into the donkeys, go wrong and like end up misshapen, and they take them out back and shoot them. <laughs> that's the that's the adaptation of Pinocchio I want to do, where they take them the ones who weren't you know transformed into donkeys properly, and they execute them. And they feed, the and they feed people donkey meat. Exactly, and they're, they're essentially cannibals. Exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's rumors that the donkey from Trek is actually one of the kids who gets transformed. <laughs> I heard that Pinocchio, uh, which means that well, wouldn't then the the babies the donkey has with the dragon wouldn't they be somewhat human babies too? <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, it, it, what I was going to say is Disney used to roll out every couple of years. Every time there was a new a new kid actor, they would do another Tom Sawyer or a Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. And just continuously over and over again, every three years, it'd be, here's the new Tom Sawyer, here's the new Huck Finn, here's the new Adventures of Tom and Huck, over and over and over again. And and I used to watch uh, a show about those two characters that was on Showtime, I think, as a kid. And I was really into it at the time, because it was, you know, it was something that was aimed at my age group and everything. But it was just how many fucking times, like, here's Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the part, and here's some other redheads a stepchild in the part. And it's just like, okay, but come up with something new for these kids to do. I'm can't imagine that everybody's like aching for the next retelling of the whitewashing the fence scene and that it's like this is the magic of cinema again has brought us such greatness uh, uh, fucking a and and i i do appreciate being someone who's read a story and like wants to do their version of it like everybody wants to do a wizard of oz uh everybody wants to do alice in wonderland all the fucking time like i can't tell you how many billions of tries there are at at up dating and darkening Alice in Wonderland and comics and novels and everything else. Like, oh, but I'm the one who's going to do it cool and right. No, you're probably not because <laughs> everybody's done it by now. Yeah. And it's just, it's really that you have a little girl fetish and you need to kind of admit it to yourself. Uh, but just, just in general, like I, I can appreciate the fact that we, when we read or experience a movie or, or read a book or something that as, as a person who is a storyteller, we kind of take it off in our own direction. We think, oh, well, what if we turned left instead of turning right at this point? Um, what if we we twisted this one little thing? How would it affect? It's a, a butterfly effect thing from creativity standpoint. And that's pretty cool. But then how much harder is it to take it and spin it into your own thing? You know, there's plenty of stories. Stranger Things is a story that owes so much to so many different sources of stuff, including it, including a lot of Stephen King stuff. Um but it did something new instead of just copying or redoing that other thing. And that's why I think it took off. It's it's not something that's going to be there and forgettable because they then get to build on that and do their next season and then do their next season and all those things. They can draw on other sources of, of inspiration if they want to. But realistically, they own all that shit. You know, someone made a Stranger Things bar, a pop-up bar, mm -hmm. and Netflix wasn't dicks about it. They were just like, hey, you know, just so you know, you should probably ask us for permission before doing that. And so we don't want to sue you, but maybe step back and <laughs> and, and work with us will. next time, you know, but but they were cool about it. And it's it's a huge compliment that you created something or were part of a creation of something that people do want to make a pop-up bar of or people do want to make Etsy products from or whatever. They they want to make hats that Jane wears from Firefly until Fox sues the shit out of them and closes down their Etsy stores. It's like, that's huge. It's huge to have people love your stuff so much that they want to be a part of that. And you're not going to get that if you're just going to keep putting out the same IP over again because you're going to hit a point where, well, fuck your Freddy Krueger because my Freddy Krueger was Robert England, or, or my my Chucky was Brad Dorf. And if you don't have Brad Dorf as Chucky, then you're full of shit because there's only one Chucky. There's only one Han Solo. And I don't give a fuck about your young Han Solo movie. I probably am going to enjoy the Han Solo movie. <laughs> but, but I can feel like I understand people who wouldn't because Han Solo's only ever been one guy and should only ever be that one guy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever Matt how'd you like the movie I, yeah 
I, I mean, I kind of said my piece. I mean, it's pretty, <clears throat> pretty easy to digest story, and it's really nothing terrific, but it's nothing terrible. I, some of the more fucked up things took me a little by surprise based on the fact that it was a movie from the 70s. Um, yeah, that really sums it up. You ever get crank calls when you were a kid? Was that something that still happened? Like the oh, like we used to we used dirty to crank calls. Call people all ah no, not dirty. When when I was a kid and we were living in an apartment, my mom and I, and my mom would be not home from work yet or whatever, and it would be dark, uh, or or she would have something she'd have to do after work, and I was old enough to to be by myself, but maybe still young enough that my my brain could could freak out. So we had uh, pretty bad windstorms one night and I got some phone call and it was someone who said that they knew my mom, knew her from work, and they're just sitting there chatting with me and I'm like, okay, and I'll chat back. And then all of a sudden this person started asking me if I touched myself Whoa. and I freaked out and I hung up the phone. I now, said it. yeah, now it used to be that if you hung up the phone, you couldn't then pick up the phone again and get a... a a dial tone because if the person who called you was hadn't hung up it's they not. retained the connection mm -hmm. uh so i hung up the phone and i tried to pick up the phone to call my mom or my grandmother or somebody and of course this guy's still on the phone now this guy says he knows my mom knows her by name but probably looked her up in the phone book or something right uh and and now knows too much information about me and i'm at home by myself and I'm freaking the fuck out. And then the wind blows my front door open. <laughs> oh, I'd shit myself. I basically almost shit my pants and then would have just used it as ammo to throw whatever walked in. Um, but it's that's the thing is that getting these kinds of calls are terrifying. You know, and now we're in a place where you, you don't get the phone calls, but you get people who approach you on the internet or or post stuff on, on comments on your Twitter or on YouTube, whatever. But then they dox you. They find out your information, your address, and they post that so that you can get abused and people can find your house and find out where you live and come to you and do whatever they want. And that's just scary as shit. And the fact that some people think that it's okay or it's not that big of a deal, they don't seem to understand how not okay that is and how terrifying that is to the person that that's happening to. I, we, we both know uh, Gregor who I do the, the show Elsterns with Gregor got swatted on a show that we were recording together. Like someone found his information, called up the police, acted like he was him, uh, said, I'm in my house. I've got a gun and police showed up at Gregor's house while we're recording a show and I all of a sudden see cops come walking into his room, you know, weapons drawn and very much threatening to his life. If they hadn't kept their cool, if they hadn't assumed that it could have been a false thing, it could have been a very different turnout for, well, for my friend. Unfortunately, like swatting and being swatted has become fairly commonplace, which I think is fucked right. up and not like a good thing. Uh, but I think that most cops kind of go into a lot of these situations with a grain of salt, which is fucked up because now when it really happens, they have to like wonder if this is something they have to like, is this How real or is this not real? Yes. Yeah. And then you're Nancy's dad and Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, oh, kids are just being fucking kids yep. or, oh no, there's shit going on. And, and 
just one more thing the cops have to worry about is how much of this is me taking my life into my own hands, walking in the situation either too nonchalantly to keep a calm for these people, or I should be going in with, with guns drawn to, to protect myself, protect my partner, protect the other people in the house and that kind of thing. It's, it's just terrifying and it's awful. And I'm, I'm a person who's for a free internet. I'm a person who's for open internet, but there's definitely things that make it just, it's too easy to do that kind of shit. And there's no way at this point in time to keep it from happening. And right, and that's, right. that's scary. But in, in 1974, just, we didn't have star 69. You couldn't get a call and then call the person back and say, who the fuck are you? And why are you calling me? It wasn't easy to just track this shit down. So you dealt with that. You know, if you're a house full of girls, and this is based off of, um, I read one thing that was based off of Ted Bundy, but it seemed more like it was based off of uh, Kemper, the co-ed killer, in my opinion, uh, that they couldn't play this on TV in uh, several states when they were going to the next year because there had just been a group of murders that had happened in, in a couple of, or in the state where two girls were killed on their on their campus in their sorority by somebody. And it's just like, yeah, that this is something that absolutely could have happened. And in sort of some ways did the story of the person calling from inside the house. It's an urban legend, but it's based off of a true story again mm -hmm. of somebody who was murdered in their home and they made it look like they broke in from the outside. Uh, when they eventually found the guy, it turned out that he had been let in and he just faked it to, he broke the window afterwards and stuff there. That, that That's scary. That's kind of terrifying in a simple real world kind of way. Uh, but just it's weird that now we don't do this with phone calls. We found other ways of abusing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Found meaner Thanks, ways. Apple. Uh, it's more than just Apple. It's just assholes. Yeah, I know. I'm just teasing. People who are assholes, not physical buttholes. Right. Because then they just get a good wipe and they'd be okay. Yep. With the wet wipe. That's how Corey mm -hmm. works. You want to rate this? Yeah, we can rate it. We don't have to, but we can. We probably should. All right. uh, zero to five scale. Anthony, as our guest, you have to go first. It's one to five, right? Zero to five. Yep. Well, zero to five. Not that you give it a zero, but. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to give it a, a, a four purely based on the fact that that the character development, I think, wasn't fleshed out as much as it could have been, and the cinematography does not quite hold up as much as it, it, it a film now does. And I, but I, I like the the rawness of it. I love the plot. I love the mystery. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Nice, Corey. How about you? Uh, I'm gonna. Well, I'm definitely gonna go lower. I'm gonna go more of a two. Uh, I, I think that one, you have to make the the forgiveness that this existed before a lot of other things that have emulated it. So if you feel like you're seeing these things over and over again, this is one of the originals that is that everything else copies from. Uh, and I, I, I do like the sense of mystery left to it. It's just overall, Matt's right. There's there's not a huge amount of story. Otherwise, it's some good performances in an otherwise 
pretty basic slasher movie. It's just elevated by a couple of things. Uh, Matt and I did rate the remake. <laughs> Both of us, uh, we rated it zero yeah. on a one to five scale. So I'm very comfortable giving it a two based off of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based on everything I said earlier, I'm, I agree with Corey at two. I mean, it's something I would uh, recommend to someone given the, the right circumstances, but I don't think this is something I would ever watch again. But all in all, I'm not upset that I watched it because I know Anthony is very concerned about Corey and I hating the movies he brings. So I just <laughs> want to reassure him I didn't hate it. Well, we would have done Krampus, but you guys already did that. I actually really liked Krampus too, which I which I love. I, I love I love movies like that and and uh, Gremlins. I love those are my mm. favorites to watch. It's getting to a point now where it's you have to find more obscure movies because we've been doing this so goddamn long. Yeah. All right, Corey, earn your paycheck. Uh, okay, I get paid in wet wipes, apparently. Yep. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com, or you can leave us a message on the website. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Podcast of Terror. And you can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Pod Chaser is the thing where I'm suggesting people go to do reviews now since uh, I guess iTunes or <sighs> iTunes podcast or whatever they're doing it now. Apple Pod is is all screwed up. Yep. Uh, and just in general, it's nice to get something that isn't controlled by any of those singular entities. But use the one that's that you like. If you if you listen to stuff in Stitcher, go ahead and rate us on Stitcher. If you listen through Google Play, do it there. Or the best thing is to email us because then we get the feedback directly and uh, we can talk to you directly. We like that. Yeah, if you awesome. rate if you rate the show somewhere, like email me and let us know. Or email us and let us know so I can read it because I, I it's easy for me to check iTunes, but I don't. I'm not good at Stitcher. I'm not good at Podchaser. So it's it's a pain in the ass to like go to each one and look every week. So it, it it's one of those things where when you leave a review somewhere, it it doesn't give us the interaction but it does maybe help us get discovered by other people That's so true. it's absolutely valued uh it's just that if you're interested in talking with us directly uh, an email makes a big difference to us because then we can but you can also email us and say hey i don't want this read on the air that's true and too. we're fine with that that's true you know we we won't give your name if you don't want your name given and if you just email us and say hey you guys are a bunch of shitheads we can uh, handle that the first time yeah. um yeah so as Corey mentioned apple's changed things and uh if you listen to this on apple Podcasts, you may have noticed that it wasn't able to download till like friday and it came out monday night i don't know what happened i tried fixing it and it, it didn't do anything and then all of a sudden one day it just worked so i'm sorry about that and that's that there's nothing i can do i tried um uh, but it's the christmas season so if you want to help us out and buy yourself stuff I guess go to amazon.podcastterror.com shop on Amazon as you normally would gives us a little kickback cost you nothing you still get sweet things in two days and then uh, it uh, helps fund my cocaine addiction that I haven't started yet and never will it's just gonna pay because when, when Matt does coke he pisses on the side of the toilet like <laughs> so it was me all along that's the twist of the movie I peed on my own toilet it's a Christmas miracle. Fuck you. <laughs> Anthony, where can people find you and all of the movies that you're doing? Um, 
You can find me on uh, IMDb and also on uh, Cinemascape Studios on YouTube. Uh, we just released our most recent film, Company, um, which was in the it's in the Fright Days Film Festival. It was just screened at the Austin Spotlight Film Festival. That's awesome. Um, and then we have uh, our latest film coming out, Silent Life, which I wrote and directed. Nice. Uh, there'll be links to Anthony's stuff in the show notes. So if you yeah, absolutely. Because you sent me the the link to the uh, trailer for Silent Life, and that is through Cinemascape Studios. Uh, so, so that's another thing too. Is that while your stuff is it just all through that, or is it around in different places? It goes it, it goes around. I, I the trailers are usually on YouTube and Vimeo, but but a lot of the times the films won't get posted on their actual release date because they're out circling and like in th- and uh, select like theaters that have been rented out by us and stuff like that so right so um guys if you get the chance go look up cinemascape studios on youtube and subscribe to their channel yes twice so that you know at three times because if you subscribe and then subscribe again that means you've unsubscribed oh yeah and then you subscribe the third time all right Corey, where can people find you uh, you know, you can find the comics that I helped publish. I actually published the whole rest of the third issue of Spells this week to to be able to have them all up for the holidays because it was a Christmas special issue anyways. And uh, I'm posting Levi's World on Thursday. So go to donutscomics.com. That's where you can find the works of Levi Krauss and friends, sometimes me. I do all the blog stuff. Uh, and you can also, if you want, support my wife's artwork if you go to store.arthag.com you're so sweet I'll pick up I love my towels. wife yeah they, buy us fresh towels <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, untapped at Matt the Lifeguard uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, seven, it's another 70's movie called Gore Gore Girls with uh, Mark Krawcheck who does the Spoiler Room podcast and the Final Cut uh, YouTube show. He was on. A He's got the bug eyes thing, like Janine in Ghostbusters. <laughs> like every time I see a picture of Mark in front of a movie poster, he does the bug eyes, and it's ah, oh, it's creepy. But he's awesome, dude. Awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's. Oh, it's been over a year since he's been on. God damn it, Mark. Yeah, he always brings really interesting movies, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's gonna do it for another episode of the podcast. Here, we will talk to you guys next week. Stay scared, everybody. Bye.